your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten, he wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. Trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And won. What up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. It is August 18th, 2020. It is a Tuesday and uh, got through Monday. So once you get through Monday, all is good. Monday was the first padded practice for the Raiders and also the rest of the NFL. And already the injury bug has hit across the NFL, hasn't hit for the Raiders, and that's a good thing. But it has happened across the league. And look, it's football. Things are going to happen. But uh, first day of padded practice, first of 14. That's all they got. 14 padded practices is what they have to prepare for the season opener against the Carolina Panthers. So one's in the books, 13 left to go. Coming up on today's show, in segment number three, I got your calls and your texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. You know the number, 707-654-4693. It still blows my mind every single day when we get more new booty calls and texts and everything. I'm thinking, I always think that everyone already knows about the podcast and they've either been listening for a long time or they're in and out or whatever. But just to hear all the people that say, hey Q, I just found the podcast like two weeks ago or a week ago or two days or three days it is amazing and it is awesome and it's really a shout out to Raider Nation for supporting it promoting it telling other people about it word of mouth is the best kind of uh, advertisement ever I can promote it all I want but you just saying hey you know what this dude's got a quality podcast that goes a long way so thank you Raider Nation for that and just seeing this uh, podcast continue to grow is just an amazing thing so coming up in segment number three your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line segment number two gonna talk about turnovers something that been talking about for a while on the podcast really been talking a lot about the defense because I think that's going to be one of the biggest keys to the season but uh, on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Silver and Black today I started talking about uh, turnovers and that was based off of a comment that uh, that uh, Nick Kwiatkowski had made or no not Nick Kwiatkowski I'm sorry Jeff Heath had made on Sunday during his media session about defenses he had been on the ones that were really good are ones that were able to create turnovers so I started going off on that conversation and just to look at the numbers just to look at the actual turnover numbers and and the differential between 2016, which was the last year that the Raiders made the, the playoffs, and what they did in 2019 is just incredible. So we're going to break down. We'll hear from uh, Jeff Heath in segment number two. You'll hear that comment he made on turnovers, and then I'll speak on it, give you the numbers, give you the breakdowns, and I'm telling you, uh, you not, might want to sit down for it because it is really, it, it, it blew my mind just looking at the numbers. And I wasn't 100% sure what the numbers were when I was on the radio on Monday, but uh, Scott Goldbranson brought it to my attention. He actually gave me the numbers, and I went back and looked at it later. And yeah, just incredible. So we'll talk all things turnovers in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Here in segment number one, I'm going to give you the news and the notes of the day. And you'll hear a lot of audio. Going to give you a lot of audio. Max Crosby talked to the media on uh, on Monday. John Gruden talked to the media. I'm not going to bring you any John Gruden, uh, any of his audio. His press conference was really, really short. And, you know, once you hear John Gruden a few times, unless it's something that he's really breaking, some news he's really breaking, it's not really a whole lot to it. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to play any 
anymore, John Gruden, but I've had him on a few con- few times now. And, uh, yeah, if it's something real juicy that he puts out there, then I'll bring it to the table. But uh, for the most part, want to hear from a guy like Max Crosby, who you hadn't heard from, from at all. So uh, coming up in this segment, news and notes, you'll hear from Corey Littleton and you'll hear from Max Crosby. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. I mentioned before that uh, Monday was the first day of padded practice. And uh, the one note that I'll bring from that is that Trent Brown was not out there. That's the fifth session in a row that he was not out there. John Gruden said it's nothing to worry about. He'll be out there in the next couple days. But what that tells me is that it's not just the fact that he's doing some work to the side or whatever it is the fact that he's not really in my opinion 100% ready to go now again if he says he's out there in the next couple days and he is out there in the next couple days great but I feel like it's at least a little bit of a concern because we all know that the position of tackle for the Raiders is not deep it really isn't uh, the right tackle left tackle one of those guys goes down either Colton Miller or Trent Brown the Raiders could be in trouble now uh, you know there's been some good things so far in practice from guys who are backing up Trent Brown uh, in, in particular particular Sam Young who's a like a 13-year veteran in the league but either way man you want Trent Brown you want the guy out there who uh, is the high dollar free agent that they brought in just a year ago you want him out there so again I'm not going to hit the panic button and say it's time to get concerned or worried but he has missed five practices so far so uh, we'll see when he gets back into action again John Gruden said it's nothing to worry about so I'm gonna take it for what it's worth but uh, again just something to, to make a note of now I want to jump into a little bit of audio from both Sunday and Monday I didn't bring it to the table on Monday because I I called an audible I kill 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 you know, I decided to call an audible and, just, and go in another direction on Monday. So I want to bring a little bit of audio, and it's really only one sound bite that I'm going to bring from uh, Sunday's show, and that's from Corey Littleton, or Sunday's media session. That's from Corey Littleton. And there's been some questions about what kind of position or what position, in fact, uh, Corey Littleton is playing. But according to Vinny Bonsignor from uh, Las Vegas Review Journal, also Raider Nation Radio 920, he does a show Inside the Huddle following Silver and Black Today with myself and uh, Scott Goldbranson. He actually said that he is playing the uh, strong side linebacker. He played multiple ways, including rushing the quarterback in three, four sets. So uh, you, you can see Corey Littleton just kind of being a versatile piece and kind of playing a hybrid role, which is a good thing. You know, it's, it's not basically pigeonholing him in one position. It's just allowing him to be an athlete and do what he does best. So kind of excited about that. But he spoke on Sunday. His media session was about seven or eight minutes. You can go to Raiders.com and check out the whole thing. But I think the biggest key with uh, Corey Littleton is what about the communication between him and Nick Kwiatkowski? Two free agents, one coming over from the Bears and Nick Kwiatkowski, another coming over from the Rams. How has the communication been early on between the two of them? They are going to be needed in a major way. They're going to have to be on the same page. So how has the communication been early on between those those two guys um, we linebackers at the end of the day and Nick's right alongside of me so we always know we have to protect each other and um, if we got to give each other the keys or clues for that this specific type of play or what's going on we'll try to help each other out because we're still both new and we're still both learning this and it's a process so we just try to communicate work through it and then be on our keys So that was a question that actually Scott Goldbranson asked Corey Littleton on Sunday during the media session. Thought it was a really good question, and that is a key to the success of the Raiders' defense is how those linebackers, how they communicate with each other, how they adjust, and how they execute Paul Gunther's uh, defense. So uh, that was from Corey Littleton right there. That was from Sunday. Now, uh, going on to Monday, Max Crosby, he met with the media. This is the first time that he's uh, talked to the media since coming back from COVID-19 from the reserve list, and uh, he spoke immediately about that and was like, hey, 
just want to start. I know you guys are going to ask me a lot of questions. I feel fine. <laughs> I feel fine. I'm good to go. I'm getting better. You know, shout out to the staff. I mean, he just kept it real simple and got that over with and, and done with immediately so he didn't have to address that anymore. So then he got into talking about football. That was one of the things he said. I'd li- love to be here to talk about football. So then uh, everyone followed in suit and, and absolutely talked to him about football. And one of the questions that was asked to Matt, Max Crosby, and I, I like this a lot, was the fact that in all the drills, wind sprints, it doesn't matter. Anytime in practice, he always is sprinting to the ball. He's always the guy who wants to be there first. And so Paul Gutierrez asked him, hey, is that a pride thing? Is that something that you just want to do to make sure that you're always first in all the drills that you do? Here's Max Crosby on that thought. Yeah, no, it's funny you notice that. Um, yeah, I like to be first in everything I do um, on the field, you know. If we're running to the ball, I'm gonna be the last. I'm, I'm gonna be the dude running across field, you know, 100 miles an hour, and be the be the first one of the ball. You know, that's just something I always do. Like so, it's even in the little details, like doing a warm up. Like I always, if I see a guy a little bit close to me, I always make sure I'm a little bit ahead, just because I just that's how I suck myself out. Even in the weight room and everything I do, I always try to do a little bit more, just so I know deep down, I'm like, all right, I know I did more, a little bit more than you know everybody today. That's always my goal. So. That's what I try to do, and that's just like something I've, I've done since uh, college. I love that, man. That's the kind of guy that I want in my backfield. That's the kind of guy that I want to have my back is a dude who always wants to be first at everything. You know, regardless if he needs to be first or not, he wants to be. He has that want to. And again, want to is something you cannot teach. I cannot teach a lazy person to not be lazy. I can give them all the examples. I could push them. I could talk bad about their mama, but it just if they don't want to be first or they don't want to be great at something, they're just going to be average. It's up to the individual person to want to be great. And so Max Crosby wanting to be first on all the drills, that is nothing but effort and that is nothing but want to. Again, that is unteachable and I love every minute of it. I love that answer from Max Crosby and it shows why he was the player he was his rookie year, even though he didn't start the whole season. So hats off to Max Crosby for having that want to and that and that just ability to to push himself to be the guy. Uh, next up, he was asked about the first day of pads. You know, how did it feel to get into pads and, and if there's any young guys who caught his attention early on Nice two-part question and a really good answer from Max Crosby. First day was amazing. I had so much fun out there. Um, finally getting to play real football, putting the pads on and hitting, hitting some people. So I know it's our own team, but, you know, I had a blast. But um, as far as young guys who stuck out, um, I saw Javin White come downhill a few times like an animal and put his head in some <laughs> – uh, sorry, I can't cuss. So, yeah, he put his head in there. But – he, uh, yeah, he, he, he did some good things. Um, I've seen uh, Lynn Bowden make some, make some crazy catches in our little competition. Um, and yeah, you know, the young guys look good. You know, they're hungry. Damon Arnett's another guy, um, and it goes on and on. So I'm really excited to see what they can do on a consistent basis. So there's a guy that you could tell just loves football. Remember, we've talked about that on the podcast multiple times. Anyone who's a new booty might not remember it, but, you know, the Raiders, one of their goals is just finding guys that love to play football. And you could tell with the first day of pads on, Max Crosby loved every minute just being out there. You know, sometimes when these players get to be big-time veterans and been around the league long enough, they hate training camp. They don't want nothing to do with it. They just want to show up and be there available once the season and, uh, starts and Max Crosby you could tell he just loves ball he just loves being out there in that environment with his fellow teammates out there putting in work having those pads on uh, trying to pop some pads even if it's uh, against his own teammates even though he's trying to be careful 
Uh, I also, what stood out to me in a major way is Javen White getting a lot more love. Undrafted free agent out of UNLV, guy that I've had on the podcast immediately after he signed with the Raiders. He's getting more love. I think you'll know that Javen White made it when everyone knows how to say his name correctly because this is twice now. Uh, John Gruden called him Javin, and uh, and then uh, Max Crosby right there called him Javin. His name is Javen. So at some point, when they get his name right, that's, you, that's when you know he's in. And you know what's funny? I say that because when I got one of my first jobs at the grocery store way back in uh, 94, I think is when I started at the grocery stores. It was Lucky's Grocery Store in Dublin, California. And the guy, his name was Randy. He was my manager. And I went in and filled out an application and I handed it to him. And he looked at my name and said, how do you say that? And I said, Keon. And he said, okay. And I said, well, when should I check back in and say if, uh, you know, what you think about my application? And he said, I'll tell you right now, if, you, if I learn your name, if I could say your name, I'll give you a job. So I checked in with him like every other day for about two, two and a half weeks, almost three weeks. Finally, after three weeks of checking in, uh, he looked at me and said, uh, yeah, Keon, I'm still uh, going to review your, your uh, application. And I said, oh, I'm going to get the job. And he said, why? I said, because you just said my name right. And you said, if you knew how to say my name, that means I was in. And so, yeah, about a week later, he gave my job. And I ended up working at the grocery store for seven plus years. So, uh, yeah. So shout out to Randy for giving me that job. But that's when you know you're in. I tell you that story to tell you that's when you know you're in. When you have a name that people get wrong and then they finally get it right, that's when you're good to go. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. So just got a couple more little uh, nuggets that I want to bring to you from the media session on Monday with Max Crosby. How about his thoughts on Rod Marinelli? He was asked what he thinks of the coach and then what he's seeing early on from second-year man Cleve Farrell. Here he is. Yeah, you know, first off, Coach Marinelli, um, the thing I love about him is that he keeps it real and he pushes me every day. Um, you know, that's one thing I want. You know, I don't want to be – just because I had one good year, I don't want a coach to, you know, you know, tap me on the ass and, you know, be nice and overdo everything. And, yeah, good job, Max. Like, I don't want that. You know, that's not me. That's not my personality. So, like – I love I love the way he coaches. I can't wait, um, you know, for the season to get here because he's he's getting us better every single day. Um, he's he's pushing us, um, you know, to new limits. And with Clee, you know, Clee looks great. Um, that's like a brother to me. So we're you know we're working um, we're working every day. We're trying to get better. Um, today was obviously the first look. We finally got you know in pads so we can really see what you know everyone's how everyone's looking and everything like that. And I thought we had a pretty good day. So. Um, I can't wait. Again, going back to a hungry dude who likes to play football. Man, that's Max Crosby and loves the fact that Rob Marinelli is going to push him. He's not going to sugarcoat anything, candy coat nothing. Not, he is going to push you and keep it real. And that's what uh, that's what Max Crosby loves. And he's going to continue to push Crosby. He's going to push Clee Furl. going to push uh, Malik Collins. He's going to push Mo Hurst. I mean, all those guys. Nassib, it don't matter who you are. He's going to push you. Jonathan Hankins, very excited about that. Very excited about Rob Marinelli. So uh, he was actually asked. Max Crosby was asked again to kind of double down on okay so you said that you like uh, you know Rod Marinelli and you like what he does and, and the way he coaches you up but what else do you like about Rod Marinelli what stands out to you so here's here's Max Crosby expanding on Rod Marinelli yeah you know the number one thing is uh is effort you know with him he wants to sprint into the ball like crazy um so I've definitely you know me personally I've been trying to overemphasize running to the ball and I know the other guys are too um and I'm trying to set that example um and as far as technique um, he wants us getting off the ball and reacting. He doesn't want us thinking too much, doesn't want us, you know, worried about this and that. He wants us to get off and react and play, be natural and play, be a football player, make plays, get off the ball, and then make a decision from there. Um, so I love it. I love his coaching style. I think it's going to help everyone on this D-line, and I, 
I'm really excited for y'all to see us. Again, man, that excites me when I hear that from the guy who led the team in sacks the season before, uh, that Rob Marinelli is pushing him. That effort again, effort's being brought up. Uh, speed, running to the ball, just push, push, push. And again, not trying to make these guys overthink anything. Uh, this is something, if you listen to Raider Nation Radio, Silver and Black today on Monday, you heard me thinking uh, or talking about the fact that a thinking man is a slow man. When you could just react and go and just play, you're going to be that much faster. When you actually got to think, even if you take just a split second, if you just think for a quick second, someone like Tyreek Hill is all of a sudden going to be down the field and open. You cannot be thinking about what you got to do. You just got to go. Once that ball snap, you got to go. So uh, yeah, I just, I love that approach from Rod Marinelli. I think he's going to get the most out of these guys and I expect uh, Max Crosby and necessarily the numbers don't necessarily have to be better. He doesn't have to go and get 12 or 15 sacks to say he had a better season, but I do believe he'll have a better season this year than he did his rookie year where he had 10 sacks, but I think he'll be better against the run. I think he'll just be more of an all-around dominant player from that edge rusher uh, position that uh, that everyone could get excited about. So very excited about the marriage of Rod Marinelli, Max Crosby, what they can do, and then also what Rod Marinelli could do with the rest of that defensive line. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. A little bit of news and notes of the day. Coming up in segment number two, you'll hear Jeff Heath, his comment about turnovers and how important they are. Then you'll hear me talk about turnovers and also give you some numbers from 2016 and 2019 that will blow your mind. That's coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before I get into that, though, I got to tell you about rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto part customers online for 20 years. All you got to do is go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And please believe they got everything that you would need. It don't matter if you need parts for your engine, you need parts for your tail lamp, motor oil, new carpet, you need some wiring. It doesn't matter. They got you covered. Not only is it for uh, you know your car that you drive every single day, but maybe you got a classic sitting in the garage that you only bring out on Sundays or, or days where the sun is shining. They got parts for that as well their catalog is unique and super easy to navigate all the parts you'll ever need for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and most importantly the prices that you prefer that's right the prices they're always super low and they're exact same for professionals as they are for do-it-yourselfers so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts you don't have to all you got to do is go to rockauto.com and check out the parts that you need for your car or truck while you're there the only thing i ask you while you're there is make sure you write on locked on raiders podcast that's how you heard about us or heard about them and they'll know that i'm doing my job and i'm sending you to them and you heard about it here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. So that's a positive. That's a double thumbs up for me. Great selection, super low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Segment number two is on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to jump into the turnover conversation, something that the Raiders desperately need to be able to create in 2020. Now, I went really long in segment number one, so this is going to have to be a little bit shorter, and then segment number three is going to have to be a little bit shorter as well, but uh, I definitely have some facts that I need to point out to you just because a lot of folks are saying the defense, defense, defense needs to be better, and it does. Don't get me wrong, but it also needs to be better in the element of turning the ball over. First, how we're going to start this thing off is Jeff Heath. He was talking about intangibles, and he was doing this on Sunday. He was talking about the intangibles he's seen throughout his career of really good defenses. You know what I mean? That either he's been a part of in his career, or he's just seen. So here's Jeff Heath talking about those intangibles. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the number one thing that we need to do as a defense is create turnovers. Um, the best team, the best defenses and the best teams, the teams that make the playoffs every year, 
they always seem to uh, be leading the league in um, takeaways. So that's going to be first and foremost. Um, you know, in Dallas, we uh, we had we had some great effort defenses where um, you know it was kind of a mismatch. It wasn't all first round picks, Pro Bowl players. We had we had a, a, a whole different number of guys who contributed who contributed and. Um, you know, everyone bought into the system of sprinting to the ball, um, getting there with bad intentions. And, uh, you know, when you do that, um, not only do you intimidate offense, but um, you eliminate big plays. You cover up mistakes that might be made just because guys are running to the ball and you're getting 11 hats to the ball every time. So um, those are two things in particular. Uh, that's really what we need to focus on. So there it is. You hear him say the number one thing is turnovers. Whenever they had really good defenses or he was part of a really good defense, they had a knack for creating turnovers. And again, that's something that's going to be so stinking major. And this is something that was brought up on uh, Raider Nation Radio on Monday. And we were talking about turnovers and how critical it was. And I didn't have the exact numbers, but I did say just off the fact that I remember watching the games that the Raiders defense wasn't great in 2016, but what they did really well was create turnovers. So I didn't know the exact numbers. Well, Scott Goldbranson, he actually went and looked it up while I was talking about it, while I was riffing on it. And the numbers that he gave me was just incredible. Think about this. In 2019, the Raiders only created 15 turnovers, and they gave the ball away 17 times. They turned the ball over, created 15 turnovers, but yet they gave it away 17 times. That's not going to help you make the playoffs at all. That is, I mean, that's just one of those numbers. Like, I had to really go back and look at it just to make sure I was seeing that correctly. And now, they weren't the worst team in the league, but there was no team below them except for one, the Philadelphia Eagles, and I will say they played in a terrible division where 8-8 eight eight was going to get you into the playoffs. They were the only team that was below the Raiders in turnover ratio where they made the playoffs. It was the Raiders at negative uh, at, at 2, the Eagles at negative 3, they made the playoffs. The Jets didn't make the playoffs, the Falcons didn't make the playoffs, the Lions didn't make the playoffs, the Browns didn't make the playoffs, the Dolphins didn't make the playoffs, Buccaneers didn't, the Panthers didn't, the Bengals didn't, the Chargers didn't, and the Giants didn't. Those were the teams that they were below. Matter of fact, right above them, the Jaguars, they didn't. The Cowboys, right before them, they didn't either. The Cardinals, they didn't make it. The Rams, they didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the top teams that were really good at creating turnovers made the playoffs in 2019. The Patriots, yes. Saints, yes. Packers, yes. Seahawks, yes. Vikings, yes. Ravens, yes. Chiefs, yes. The Steelers, they were plus eight, and they didn't make the playoffs, but they didn't have Big Ben either. The Titans, yes, they made it. The Bills, they made it. The 49ers, they made it all the way to the playoffs, or all the way to the Super Bowl. The Colts, they're up there. And the Broncos, the Broncos, as bad as they were, they're even plus one. The Raiders were negative two. So most of the top teams, like I said, made the playoffs in 2019. Now, in 2016, when they did make the playoffs, the Raiders were second in the league with plus 16 Plus 16 as far as their turnover ratio. They turned the ball over. They created 30 turnovers in 2016, and they only gave the ball away 14 times. They were second in the league only, well, actually, they were tied for first. Let me take that back. The Chiefs were right there. <laughs> the Chiefs were right there. Plus 16 as well. They had 18. They had uh, 33 takeaways, and then they had uh, 17 giveaways. So the Chiefs and the Raiders were tied for the best in, in the league in 2016. No shock that both teams made the playoffs. So they've got to be closer to that. They can't be at negative two and think that they're going to make the playoffs, especially not in the AFC West. Again, it worked out for the Philadelphia Eagles because they were in a vision that stunk. 
But in the AFC West, you're not going to make the playoffs at negative two. So now these new Raiders, especially these new Raiders, I'm looking at guys like Amik Robertson. I'm looking at guys like Damon Arnett, who's going to get a lot of attention. The ball's thrown his way a lot. Trayvon Mullen, second-year guy. He's going to have to step up. Corey Littleton, that's the reason why he was brought in at linebacker, to be able to drop in coverage and create some turnovers. He has a knack for getting his hands on the ball. You want to know how this season's going to go? Pay attention to the Raiders' turnovers. The way they create turnovers. Max Crosby, I'm looking at you. You got to get a couple more strip sacks. You know, and they've got to be able to come up with the ball. It's one thing to sack the guy and strip it, but you also got to come up with it. When the ball's in the air, I mentioned Trayvon Mullen multiple times uh, in 2019. He had his opportunity to create turnovers, and he didn't get it. Against Houston, he could have had a pick six, put it on the ground. Those are the plays, little plays here and there, that are going to make a huge difference. If he makes that interception, well, the, the, the Raiders win that game against Houston. I mean, there's multiple reasons why they lost that game, but that would have been a big one. He would have made that interception. It was a pick six, no doubt about it. I was sitting right there. He, he was running right towards my direction. That was a touchdown, but he didn't make that play. You know, there's other reasons they lost that game. Arden Key not coming up with a sack at the end of the game. That was big as well, but missed opportunities. When you get an opportunity to create turnovers, you've got to get it. That's why I get excited about Amik Robertson coming in because he's a guy who not only wants to break up the pass, but he wants to intercept it and take it the other way. You know, um, you know I don't think Jonathan Abram's going to be a big uh, turnover guy, but maybe Demarius Randall can be. You know, maybe he could be a big step up. Again, I'm expecting Corey Littleton to have some good things, have, you know, two or three interceptions a, a season and, and be able to do some good things. Uh, you know, and there's other guys that are going to have to step up. You know, that pressure up the gut is going to have to get to quarterbacks and cause them to fumble the ball. But when you get plus 16, you're second in the league. That's, that's awesome. That's a reason why Derek Carr had short fields and had opportunities to come back at the end of the game. And I'm not taking anything away from Derek Carr because he still had to do it, but he had an amazing season in 2016 where he was talking about MVP, but multiple times he had an opportunity to come back because the, the Raiders' defense gave him a short field, where in 2019 they never gave him a short field. You know what I mean? It was, it was very, uh, very few times that that happened. You are not going to win in the AFC West and have a chance to play in the playoffs if you're negative two as far as the turnover ratio goes. It's just not going to happen. I can, I can bet money. I, I'm not a betting guy, but I can go ahead and I can call Scott Goldbranson and tell him, put, put $100 on it right now, that if the Raiders are at negative two by the end of 2020, they're not in the playoffs. They may go eight and eight, but they're not going to be in the playoffs. They've got to be on the plus side of turnovers, and I would say anywhere from 10 to 15, plus 10 to 15. Anywhere in that range is where they need to be, just like they were in 2016 if they want to have a chance to make the playoffs. I, I think the roster's improved. I think the offense is going to be real good. I think the defense has a chance to be good. But again, it's going to come down to can they create turnovers. The more turnovers you create, the more opportunities you give for the offense to put some points up on the board. Or hell, maybe you take it to the house yourself a couple times. That has got to be a huge key for the Raiders in 2020. So uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. 707-654-4693. Negative two. Negative two as far as the turnover ratio in 2019. Plus 16 in 2016. That's the last year that the Raiders made the playoffs. What are your thoughts? Where do you think this bunch can come in? This, this defensive group led by Paul Gunther, Rod Marinelli, and, and crew. How can they do? Do you think that that'll improve? That stat, the turnover stat, do you think that improves in 2020 with this new batch of Raiders on defense? Let me know your thoughts. Matter of fact, your thoughts, your calls, and texts are coming up next here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. You know what that means. It is your time to shine. Your calls and your texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Won't be able to get to as many today because I went long in segment number one. Uh, tried to go a little shorter in segment number two, but still kind of running short on time. So we'll have to jump right into it. 707-654-4693. First up, got a text from Sam from NorCal. And before I even get into his text, I got to sound the alarm one time. Because Sam from NorCal is a new booty. Today, Q, this is Sam from NorCal. First time texting in. I grew up in the Raiders household. The Raiders have only made the playoffs once since 2002, so I haven't followed too closely for a while. However, I've been listening to the Lockdown Raider podcast for about a month now, and you have helped bring the excitement back to Raiders football for me. I want to thank you for that. But I also have a question. With this being the third year in Gruden's offense, adding Henry Ruggs at third and the hype behind Brian Edwards, do you think we'll see Derek Carr throw the deep ball more? Thanks a lot. That's from Sam in NorCal. And thank you so much for the text, my man. Appreciate the love on the podcast and welcome to the family and hope to hear from you again. And, uh, you know, I don't know how much Derek Carr is going to use the deep ball. I do think you're going to see him use it more than you saw it in 2019, but it's not something, it's not going to be the mad bomber. You know what I mean? It's not going to be the old school Raiders that they just drop back and go go deep all the time. You know, it's, it's not that style of offense John Gruden wants to have ball control now what I think you'll see more of from Derek Carr I do believe this if he's going to improve in 2020 is you're going to see him throw that intermediate ball just a little bit more you know what I mean you're going to see the 15 to 18 yard pass the 12 to 14 yard pass instead of the you know three yard jump off and, and hope that Josh Jacobs or or you know uh, Hunter Renfro or Darren Waller or whoever he can dump the ball to uh, can go ahead and get the wiggle afterwards the yards after the catch I think you'll see him try to to, you know, get the ball into a little bit smaller windows a little bit more. I think he's going to try to press the ball down the field a little bit. Again, not saying he's going to be throwing the ball 30 or 40 yards, not going deep all the time, but just getting, you know, getting first downs, just looking at, you know, second and nine or, or third and nine and just being able to throw the ball 12 to 15 yards. I think that that's a big time improvement. Again, it's not going to be quick strike offense like the Chiefs have because that's not in John Gruden's DNA. He wants ball control. He wants to limit the possessions that the other team has. He wants to have a strong run game. That's going to be the recipe 100% of the time as far as John Gruden goes. But Derek Carr, I think that you'll see him attempt a few more deep balls, but it's the intermediate passes that you really need to look out for. And thank you so much for that text. I really appreciate hearing from you. Next up is a call from Sean in Salt Lake City calling to speak on the subject I was talking about on Monday as far as the return game and brings up a guy he feels very comfortable saying will be the guy. Here he is, Sean in Salt Lake City. Thank you, Raider Nation. Sean from Salt Lake City. I was like almost freaking out on your second segment here on Monday talking about the kick return game, the punt return game, and it took you forever to bring up Lynn Bowden Jr. Uh, I mean, I do see your point and why it took you a second to say his name um, and have to learn all these different things, but I mean, that's what he did in college. He literally was jumping from receiver to quarterback to running back to a turner. Like, I think he could be the dude. I think that's what one of the things he was brought in to do was just to be that game-changing dude and all and any phase given to him. Um, I just feel like he has, he's a dynamic runner, he's not just fast, he's quick, um, he's explosive, he's powerful, like, I think he could be the man. Um, and as far as, like, ones in the past, like, let's, let's give a little love to Jacoby Ford. I know it's about a year or two that he did anything, but let's give a little love to him. I do this. I was a little, I, I'm a little guy, so I was really pumped to you when he played. Just a little side note on that. But anyways, Q, I was just, man, I was pulling my hair out, like, dude, Lynn Bowden Jr., what the hell? And then you made a good point with him trying to learn, but I still think that he could be valuable, like a like a valid option, and I think he could end up being the guy who would both punt and pick returns. Anyways, cute, but I'm out. 
There he is, Sean from Salt Lake City. Thank you so much. And yeah, Bowden Jr., he could be the guy. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be or not, but uh, yeah, he, he can absolutely do that. You know, he, he absolutely brings, you know, that Joker mentality to the team. And when I say that, I mean what John Gruden is saying. He's like the Joker. You, you really don't know exactly what he's going to do, but you know he brings a good element to the team, a good element of excitement. Uh, I think he's learning a lot of different positions, learning how to be a running back. So I don't know if he's going to be called upon to be the return guy. And I, I'm, you know, I, I didn't try to limit anyone or eliminate anyone. I'm just saying that that's an area of the team that needs improvement. Improvement. You know, the starting field position as far as kickoff returns needs to be better. And I think that their punt return, they got to have at least a threat back there. It doesn't have to be the same guy. And I realize that it's not always the same guy, uh, but it just it has to improve. Uh, and as far as Jacoby Ford goes, I liked him, man. I liked him a lot. I liked his return skills. I even liked him as a receiver. Remember back in 2010, I think it was, uh, he came up with some crazy catches against the Chargers to help the Raiders win. Uh, yeah, he, he was a he was a good dude. It was very short lived, but he was a good dude. Uh, when he got released, he went to the Jets and basically his career was pretty much over after that but yeah I was a I was a Jacoby Ford fan man I liked what he was able to bring to the table so uh that's good stuff right there uh next up let's go to let's go to a text from Zach in Idaho because it sticks on the same subject what's up Q Zach in Idaho here I was just listening to you talk about the return game and had a couple thoughts I view a kick returner and punt returner as different style players yes there's a handful of guys that have been good at both but with the new special teams rule a good kick return specialist can find a crease one cut and go Rugs could be a good fit for that, but I see Aguilar fitting that role. On uh, punt return, you need short range, elusiveness, and first step burst. Make one or two guys miss, dig your foot, and go. I'd love to see Bowden in that role. I think he brings those qualities to the table. Let me know your thoughts, Q. Stay safe and keep grinding. Again, Zach in Idaho. Yeah, you're not wrong. That's what I was talking about. Like, I'm not saying that it has to be the same guy, I'm saying the Raiders need a threat. That's the biggest deal. When Cordero Patterson was back there, at least you knew it was a threat. You know, when the Raiders have tried to put other guys back there, you knew it was a threat. Maybe Hunter Renfro could be that guy on punt return because, again, he'll secure the ball, he has good hands, and he does have, you know, the ability to make one cut and go. I'm not saying he's not going to be the guy, but the Raiders need to establish a threat back there. So when you look up there, you they say, yeah, you probably shouldn't shouldn't kick it to that guy. Could it be Bowden Jr.? Maybe. Could it be someone else? Maybe. I don't know. But it's an area of the team that needs to be addressed. And, you know, when we got that call from, I believe it was Raider Dave that talked about it first, I was so glad that he did because it was something I had talked about as well. You know, you can't ignore special teams. It's all about offense, defense, and special teams. There's three elements to a football game that all three have to be really good. All three parts of the team have to be successful. So special teams is going to be major. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it very well could be Bowden. It could be Aguilar. Aguilar hasn't done it since college. Uh, Bowden, you know, I, I know he's done some things in, in college, so maybe he's going to do that, but he's also learning another role. So uh, who knows? We'll see, but uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I think I got time for one more call, and the call is going to come from Raider Rob in the 831. And before I get to his call, I got to sound the alarm one time. Because Raider Rob is a new booty. Raider Rob calling out the 831, representing Seaside. And, uh, yeah, he's calling to talk about Derek Carr and actually wants to give him some love and some thoughts because, well, he's heard people talking about Derek Carr. He's heard people talking about Marcus Mariota, even Lynn Bowden Jr. I had someone actually call in Raider Nation Radio 920 on Monday and was like, I think that uh, Lynn Bowden Jr. may be, you know, maybe John Gruden's actually teaching him to be quarterback on the low. Uh, a lot of conspiracy theories, a lot of thoughts out there about the quarterback position. But Raider Rob out the 831, he wants to give some love to D.C. right here, so here he is. What's going on, Q? This is Raider Rob out here repping the 831. I heard a few times that he was from out here at Seaside. Just wanted to call. I guess I'm a new booty out here, but been listening to the show at the beginning of the year, really. 
So I really am new. But, um, man, I just wanted to talk about Derek Carr. You know, everybody talking about D.C. and Mariota coming after his job. I think D.C. is going to break out. He's got weapons like everyone knows. We could do so much formations. We, <laughs> I mean, John Gruden is going to do so much formations. So it's going to remind me back of his Fresno days. He got trips. You know, you could bunch them. Four wide out here, five wide and such. It's just going to be interesting. Anyway, just a quick thought. I think D.C. is going to be the dude, man. Either prove it. This is the prove it year right here. All right, Q, I'm out. There he is, my man Raider Rob, representing the 831 Seaside, California stand-up one time. And look, Derek Carr, bottom line, is going to have a chance to do some big things this year. They got a lot of players around him. He's in year three of John Gruden's system. Uh, you know, he's got a couple mechanical things to clean up a little bit, but still has a good opportunity to do some things. I think he will. I feel like with the drafting of the players that the Raiders brought in, they're ready to really open this thing up, and they're going to push Derek Carr to be as good as possible. Had a very high completion percentage in, in 2019. Really good. Now he's got to take that, and like I said earlier, kind of push that down the field a little bit. Push the ball a little bit further down the field and, uh, you know, really get some of those those completions, those, uh, you know, second and eight, second and nine, third and nine. Got to be able to throw the ball 12, 13, 14 yards and pick up those first downs and still give his team an opportunity to get the yards after the catch. So, yeah, I do believe that, you know, he has an opportunity. Really, sky's the limit. It's up to him what he's going to get out of this season. Him and John Gruden got to push the right buttons. As far as the 831 goes, man, what a beautiful area. I used to work there, uh, and every morning I would drive in and I would see the ocean right there to my right, man. I just look over to the right and the ocean would be there crashing down on the beach. It was awesome, man. Uh, that was the best thing about working at that radio station, and that was uh, up the hill. It was off the main road, connecting Monterey and Salinas. We were right there on Harris Court. Uh, what an awesome place, man. Then we used to go and get some uh, calamari, man, fresh calamari. Woo-wee! Good stuff right there. So, Raider Rob, you got me reminiscing now, thinking about uh, some of that good old calamari. But uh, anyway, thank you for the call. Thanks for being a new booty, and I hope to hear from you again. That's all I got time for on today's show. I appreciate all the calls, all the feedback. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll have more calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, more news and notes of the day. We'll jump into a subject in segment number two, and we'll have a lot of fun because that's what we do around here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. So uh, hopefully you, uh, you, you join us on Raider Nation Radio 920, Silver and Black Today. Uh, 2 to 4 p.m. West Coast time. Uh, myself and Scott Goldbranson will be back at it again. So uh, stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, social distance, do what you got to do. Most importantly, Raider Nation, just win, baby.